Welcome everyone to this weekly episode of Shine Abroad. We have here today with us, Joanna Lucas. Hi, thank you for having me today, Adele. Joanna, please introduce yourself and what do you do? Thank you. I, am, I decided to go for education science, maybe because my parents were teachers, so I decided maybe this is good for me. So for five years I studied, I always stayed in my city, close to my parents, didn't explore much, but I felt like I didn't really know what I really wanted. I know that I was not very confident about myself at that time. I did my internship and I remember thinking, okay, this is it. This is, uh, this is what I have to, what's expected of me now. It's to find a job and get married and kids and a house and build a career. So I, that made me feel very empty. There, there should be something else that I could do. So in that master's, I met a friend. You will see my path is always connected through different people. I went uh, different ways. So this friend of mine, she told me there was a European program called Grundvig. It was one year abroad. So I applied, but I, I have to confess, I didn't really know how it was in a way it was good because I, I thought I could choose a country like Spain, which is close to Portugal. Uh, they end up calling me from Luxembourg which is in the middle of Europe. I was really scared in the beginning because I, my French was not that good. My English was always better. <laughs> I didn't know anyone there. But I decided to go. I remember I was crying in the airplane. And I remember in the beginning it was hard. But I, and then I remember when I came back after that one year, I was crying but because I didn't want to leave that place. I learned so many things. Uh, I made so many friends that were more like me. I remember there in Luxembourg, I met a very good friend of mine. She decided to move to UK. Six months after this experience in Luxembourg, I decided to join her because I wanted to improve my English skills. What was supposed to be six months course became almost three years in UK. Wow. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there too, I didn't have any any particular aspiration through my career. I just wanted to survive as I was going. I met my boyfriend, actually, who is actually now my husband. After those three years, I think I became to know myself better. And I thought, I want to study again. And this time I want to study project management. Uh, because when I was in Luxembourg, I wrote a workshop and it was approved later on by European Commission. So I thought, I must be, I must be good at this. So let me try. So that's when I met you, Adele. Uh, that's when yeah. we met in, um, in Italy. We studied in Pixel. It was the um, six months intensive course, three months in uh, intensive, and then three months internship. And it was really good. I have to say, I really like the colleagues we met there. They were trying to find something good to do in the world. I think that's what we were all hoping to find in the project management world. We met in Italy. This was in, in Florence, beautiful city. And then I decided to do my internship in Turkey. Where are you now? So after this experience, I went back to Portugal. I stayed working there in, in Portugal, in, in the capital, Lisbon, for one year. And then I had to leave that job. I decided to move to the country where my boyfriend was living at that time, which was uh, UAE, United Arab Emirates. We got married. It was a very amazing wedding, actually. It was in Portugal. And two days after I fly here to Dubai, after some time, I found a job here. It was in a security company, working for them three years. You have such an interesting history, like reach up many decisions where you moved 
in different countries for different reasons, you find yourself more than once being jobless. Mm-hmm. What encouragement would you give to someone that found himself or herself jobless and abroad? In, in my case, what always keeps me going is thinking everything is temporary. And uh, if uh, this job that I, I lost was not for me, it's probably because there is something on the way much better. I just need to allow it. And it always happened like that, actually. Uh, I always got something better and better and better. So this is the advice I, I give is not, not to lose hope. And, and even if people, they want to go back to their home country, there is also nothing wrong with that. We, all, we are all human beings. We need support from our family and friends. And sometimes they don't uh, are immediately available in the country where we move in. So that's also understandable. I would just say, just be kind to yourself and the opportunities will come. You mentioned that you moved in five different countries throughout your experience. And for each of them, in my understanding, there was a slightly different reason. So can you pass through with us what was behind your decisions to move abroad or to move from one country to another one? When I moved to the first country uh, in Luxembourg, that was a, a time in my life I wanted to explore the world and I wanted to know myself. So it was more like a um, self-discovery because I, didn't, I was not at the point I wanted to develop a career yet. I wanted to see more. Then when I went to Cambridge in the United Kingdom, I wanted to improve my English, English skills and try different jobs that were not so related to uh, what I studied. And I was pretty happy, to be honest. Uh, then when I went to Italy and then after that internship in Turkey, it was only for study purpose. I thought I love project management. This is what I want to study. It was the first time I, I thought... I had a conviction about what I wanted to study and do it with my life. When I moved to Dubai, um, it was mostly to reunite with my husband and I was ready to start a career. And I stayed three years. It was the longest I have worked for a company, to be honest. I am currently pregnant and so I, I couldn't continue there, unfortunately. Congratulations, first of all. To those that moved a few times, Perhaps they moved for study, has happened to you, and then they moved again for a master, and they feel lost what to do next, whether to come back home, move again, try to settle where they are, like in your case with UK. What advice would you give? What was the sign for you to understand that it was time for you to move again? In my life, I... I consider that uh, everything has a, a meaning and things happen for a reason. And I re- always felt um, when I met some, I met these two key people in my life uh, and they were, they show up in my life at a point that I really needed them. So I trusted that uh, they were, that I was speaking to these people for a reason. And uh, and in my in my heart, I, w- I know I was looking for something better. So I just grabbed the opportunity. They told me, would you like to come or would you like to try this? And I, even I was really scared. Um, you know, it's always easy when you have someone who has done it before, always, always already there. So uh, my advice is if you want to do something, don't let the fear hold you because uh, everything is temporary and it might not go well, but uh, you at least you tried. Uh, mistakes are a proof that you are trying. 
Thank you for sharing. I guess that this is so important, this idea that the outcome behind is far bigger and better than the one that we thought and we expected. That is something that I learned while living abroad. What did you learn about yourself? Yeah, I definitely learned that exactly what you just said. I was more, I am more capable than I thought. My self-confidence has improved. Only when I uh, have that leap of faith and challenge myself, when I went abroad, I met different people, uh, which I call my tribe, you know, much more like me than the people I have in my country. And then I realized uh, these other people, okay, they were different from me, but because they are from other countries, we always think, I used to think that they would be so different from me, but actually we are all looking for the same things. Not, not everyone has to stay, you know, when you are living abroad, you will, you will know lots of people and it's okay if along the way, you cannot keep everyone. But all the experiences were very important for me uh, to know myself. When you know yourself, you trust yourself and you don't feel afraid to make mistakes. Uh, it, so it, in my case, it was the best thing I did. That doesn't mean it, this is for everyone to go abroad, but uh, for me, it was the best thing. And if, if you would have asked me, Ten years ago, when I started this journey, if I would be in Dubai, uh, married with a Indian husband, uh, no, I didn't think it would come like this. it would turn out like this. But I'm glad it did. I guess it's, it's so important what you said that you know, in, in a journey while living abroad, some people will stay in our life, as some others will not. We we cannot keep everyone. I guess that this is a struggle that many of my clients have too, because when you move, you somehow need to start again. So build friendship, build your like daily routine, and sometimes can be hurtful seeing some of the people we were close, perhaps in the countries we were living before, or perhaps back home getting distance from us, not because they are mean or because something happened, just because we are becoming so different. Yes, exactly. I felt the same, especially uh, the people that I had back in my country, my, the, friend, the friends I used to have in my country. I remember uh, I was trying still to hold on to them, but I was different already. Um, the, the topics were different. I felt some, some gap between us and there was nothing I could do anymore because I was changed as a person. And then it's hard for you, at least for me, it was hard because how can you explain to them uh, what the, the, what's, happen, what's happening inside of you? Because they, they didn't feel it. Uh, some, sometimes they don't understand. Uh, so it's, I think it's part of life. There is nothing we can do about these things. It's a, it should be always about yourself first. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess it's also the step where we become proud of what we became. So the point that you were saying about being confident, the fact that you are a person now able to live abroad, settle, start new jobs with different people, study, studying again, and find your direction in life, implies that all this knowledge, all the things you became, cannot fully fit with what you were before. So with the reality that was there, what suggestion would you give to people that found themselves in this situation to settle abroad somewhere or to build a career as you did traveling across different countries and when they are back home feeling a bit an outsider i can relate to that because it happened to me especially when i went back and then i couldn't 
uh, I always felt my country was not giving me, that's also another reason, by the way, that made me move abroad. It's just, I feel my country uh, it was not giving me the opportunities I, I was needing at that time. I always find them outside, unfortunately. Going back to your question, going back home, it's um you it's not that people are different you are you are you have to understand you are you are the one who is different so uh, and it's difficult to explain to other people um uh, sometimes even your family why you are not happy anymore going back because you see the you see the problems more clearly of your country and in my case the, the corruption the politicians and all the ways you you, you already know what's the uh, in my case, what the Portuguese people will do or think about the mentality for those people, I think just they should be if they they go back and try to find uh, for the reason that they are trying to find a job in their own country, uh, they should be resilient. I'm sure they will they will find something in between that they like. And uh, if the reason is because they are they have to wait a little bit until they find uh, they find another job outside. Uh, same thing. I think resilience is the key. Uh, if you believe in yourself, there is no reason why you wouldn't be able to move abroad. Just some, we need some patience sometimes because things don't happen immediately. But I, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I, I believe uh, the universe is working on our, on our, on his own way. You just need to be patient, and it will happen. Like I fully agree with the point that the universe somehow is working for us and we need to be patient because sometimes we cannot see things are moving. So we're expecting the results straight away, but actually the reward that will come or the result will come slightly later than what we expected is far better than what we thought. I know that today we're going to speak about a very interesting topic that is having three cultures in one. So the fact that, as you mentioned, you're Portuguese, your partner is Indian, and you live in an Arabic country. But before going there, I want to ask you the five questions. The five questions are the one that you need to reply with just one word and just follow your gut. The first thing come up in your mind. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. Fish, meat, or veggie? Veggie. Wine, beer, or water? Beer. Beach, mountain, or city with rich history? Mountain. Dinner with friends? Cozy evenings on your own or dinner with family? Dinner with friends. I like to have fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now a bit more serious question. Are you a doer or are you a dreamer? Dreamer. Are you a risk taker or are you a risk avoider? Risk taker. Are you a tough conversationist initiator or are you a peacemaker? Peacemaker. Do you have eyes on presence or focus toward the future? Focus on the future. Uh, it's a good thing and uh, can also be a bad thing. But yes, eyes on the future. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned that you're married with um your husband that has like an Indian background and uh, you're also about to become mom soon. What did you learn from the Indian culture and how did it impact yourself and your personality? Yes, I, I was always uh, fascinated by India, I have to say, um, since, since I was young. It's a country of extremes for me. Um, 
if you have seen a Bollywood movie, you would know, for example, it can be very romantic and it can be very dramatic at the same time. So one minute you are laughing, the other minute you are dancing uh, or, or you are crying. I'd also have to say, uh, especially with the reality here, the Indian people living here in Dubai, they really are hard workers and they support their family a lot. Uh, here in Dubai, there are many people, with, we call them bachelors, which are um, married Indian men away from their family. They come here to earn some money. Uh, sometimes it's not a lot. Uh, them, uh, people who are not uh, very educated sometimes don't have any other chance but come, come to Dubai. So they, they work here. Uh, for a long time, always away from their families. So it's I have to say that it's really hard to do. I don't think I don't think I could do it, for example. But then on the other hand, um, I also learned from the Indian community the, their sense of community and their sharing everything. And they and they believe in a simple life. They don't want as many things as we Westerners want from from life. They just want to be happy. And also I like their uh, spirituality, not so much the religion. They find meaning in, in little things and their traditions are very strong. On the other hand, uh, in terms of feelings, even they are very emotional, I feel they, are, they have trouble expressing their feelings. Some topics are still a taboo. Uh, you cannot say, talk about some things like sex or it's more private to them. But because they are people who always like to be smiling and cheerful to their family. So they decide to endure a lot in don't saying the things that upset them, that makes them sad. And for me, as an European, I didn't understand that. What do you mean with, with that? Because like as European, I guess that it could look like a contradiction. You just share the emotional at the center. However, there is no space to fully share perhaps sadness or other emotion. What's your opinion about that? And how did you see this play out? Yeah, you see, uh, for example, you are Italian and I am Portuguese and all, all the Latin people, uh, you know, that we are like, we express ourselves, right? We, we don't, we normally try to, Take it out of our chest. Uh, it's easier like that. And I feel Indian people, even among their friends, if one of them is sad, it's very difficult to talk about feelings uh, because they are they are people who like to just smile all the time. That they don't want and they don't want to trouble uh, other people around them, friends or the family. So I I just noticed that discrepancy between me and my husband. I, I, I talk about feelings and sad. I, I know how to be sad. And for, for him, it, I feel like I have to pull it out of him slowly so until he's able to talk to me. Yeah, not saying uh, all the Portuguese people are, li are like me or uh, all Indian people are like my husband, but I, that's something we struggle with sometimes communication because of our different cultures. Also, I, uh, going back to the way they, they have their spirituality, they are very uh, kind with themselves. So I learned not to push myself so much as well. Uh, I am more kind to myself. And I, I also became more spiritual. I practice yoga and meditation, which does wonders for me. Um, when I go to India, I am very lucky. I'm the father of my husband, he, we always go for a walk early morning and we do yoga and meditation. So it's very good for me. I'm also less judgmental. 
I learned to eat with my hands. I eat spicy food uh, and the cutlery doesn't mean much to me as before. <laughs> Less dishes to wash. And my perception of life has definitely changed. It's much more simpler. Uh, I am more community oriented and more present and more appreciate, appreciative and grateful. That's beautiful. Uh, for a European or for anyone else that would like to embrace more the Indian culture and the simplicity behind that, what suggestion would you give? The more things you have, the, the more you will want to have in the future. I know that because it happened to me. So now I'm there is a style uh, called minimalist, which is something I like to follow, uh, which is the they try to have as less things at the house or buy less things as possible and try to be more self-sustainable, which is something I also believe, renewable energies, uh, which is also a simple way of living. And if we see it is not very different from how many human beings were living 100 years ago, we were more self-sustainable. There was no plastic. And we live in, in India. There are people who still, uh, they, they don't have electricity at, at home. It's amazing. And they cook with a fire oven. I, I was in a place like that. It's magical. They just live from the land and they are the happiest. For me, I wish I will never, I, I will never forget to have that simplicity in me because that's where the happiness comes from. That's beautiful. I can see how the Indian culture really enriched your way to think and somehow free you up as well, because I guess a lot of us that are going through like a career, we tend to become sometimes, not always, but a bit greedy, a bit more about, I have this now, I want the next thing and I want the next thing. And I guess I have a similar experience because, because in Italy there is not much in terms of job and career, When I started my career abroad, the idea was I want a bigger title. I want more of this, more of that. It was not just about money. It was more so about experience itself. And I guess it's easy to get a bit lost. You, however, um, got enriched by Indian culture, but you are living in a Arabic culture because you live in Dubai. How is your experience as a female expat in Dubai? Uh, yes, um... Here in the uh, United Arab Emirates, it's, um, there are, there are uh, many Emirates. Uh, I'm living in Dubai, uh, but there are other Emirates who are more, let's say, more Muslim and stick to more the values of the Quran than others. So in Dubai, it's not so strict like other Emirates. So I believe uh, in regards to women, uh, of course, we have to adapt here uh, as a Western woman. Um, but the country is very safe. Uh, and I remember when I arrived, for example, there were the metro and the bus have different compartments for women. Different, there are different queues just for women. I, have, I didn't understand why. So then I got to know it's a matter more of respect. For example, when it comes to the clothes, it's not they will tell you it's forbidden to use shorts. But uh, The, you have to see that uh, the men that are living here, it's not like the Western men. Uh, it's men that have never seen a woman like this without clothes. Or So the country is telling you, if you want to feel comfortable, don't use shorts. Or another example is when I used to, I go to the market with my husband or a restaurant and I ask the waiter something. The waiter normally... If he, uh, will, he will not reply to me directly. He will look at my husband. 
that was also used to make me a bit angry. But now I understand it's a matter of respect because that waiter believes it's he's being respect respectful to me and my husband not to look to me. So I cannot take that in the wrong way. He's just trying to do, he's doing what he believes is the best. So I don't have to get offended. Uh, my overall experience uh, is good. I never felt discriminated here for being a woman, but I had to adapt in order to feel more comfortable. Some women don't have to do it. If they want to use shorts or hold hands, they can do it. Just uh, people have to see the reality here is different and we have to respect that. For what I'm hearing, you adapt you adjust the way that you think and the way that you behave to the culture of the place where you are living now so that somehow fit in. There's something that as expert is, is, is a step that we all need to do at some point, trying to fit in the society where we are living. Did this experience change your perception about you as a female expert? So not generically like all the women, but just you. Yes, uh, definitely, because uh, for me to get along with any woman here, I just need to respect her. Um, as I said before, I used to be a, li a little bit judgmental uh, about, uh, about many things, and that was one of them. It's just um, I, I always thought some women, there must be some women who don't mind using the burqa, you know, the hijab, the, the that black long dress covered. But most of them... Which, although it's something I wouldn't do, this is something they want to do. They believe in that. So who am I to say they are they are wrong, right? Uh, they are doing what they believe. So I just have to to respect their opinion uh, and the way they want to live their lives. That doesn't make them less any any less of a woman than me. It's just we are we have different backgrounds and beliefs. This is a great lesson learned about not being judgmental. And I can see how um, the Emirates help you in this process of personal development in that sense. Your journey includes different countries. I would like to know a bit more about your experience abroad that goes from project management in Luxembourg to then working in customer service and hospitality in the UK and eventually get to the point throughout your career to work in HR for a security company that was working near the Ministry of Labor Laws in, in Dubai. Now that you've done this journey, so with many changes, with many relocations, with many also colleagues, employees and friends, do you think that was worth it? Yes, definitely. Uh, it was worth it. When I was 18 years old, I never expect my life to turn out in this way. <laughs> But I'm, I'm really happy it did. Uh, for me, it was absolutely worth it. I met people that were life examples that inspire me. And if they, they could do it, why? I remember thinking, why I cannot do it? So I, I remember I, I look back at some of my fears now and I think they were so small and sometimes even silly. It's just that sometimes we are so focused on trying to develop our careers, make money and uh, trying to follow what is expected of, uh, of us. And we forget about ourselves, what we really want and what makes us happy. Um, these days, thanks to the Internet, we, educate, we can educate ourselves on so many topics and learn uh, what we want and study new things. It's so easy. Uh, it, the tools are all there to use and explore. So... Well, I think pe uh, people should remain open, but most importantly, to have fun. 
that was one less lesson that I learned. Work on yourself and uh, know what, what are your choices. You have choices. Sometimes, like you were saying before, some people who cannot find that opportunity right away, I would advise them just to be resilient and wait for the right time because it will come. It always does. You just need to be positive. Uh, another thing I learned by uh, all this experience abroad uh, is that people, they will try to help you and they show up in your life. Uh, it's just sometimes your ego will not allow you to ask for help because you think, um, I used to think uh, I can do it on my own. I still have a bit of that problem. Like I don't want to ask for help. But I would say to people who, who are abroad and are in a tough time, just ask for help because I know there is more good than evil in this world. It's, uh, it's just a matter of how, how you want to see it. So ask for help and other people's opinions. I, th I think you made such a good point. Asking for help is so crucial. What I would say to, to those who don't have close people, don't have a close friend that can help them and give, give a different perspective, yes, to use internet as you were saying and explore, but also perhaps ask concrete help that could be from a coach, that could be from a therapist if needed, that could be literally looking in on LinkedIn and find someone that is doing something that we might feel passionate about, that we want to do and, and give a try. What I notice a lot is that because, and I don't know if it's your experience, because we live abroad, this idea that we need to be having a happy life because we left. So I'm admitting that we are struggling a bit where we are can be undermining, so we try to hide it. And as we said before, people back home cannot fully understand because we change so much and we are facing challenges they didn't, so they cannot help us even if we, they really want. And the best way for me is always trying to look to someone that is in my situation, in a very similar one, because can can understand. If I don't find that role, also asking for professional help can make the difference. Otherwise, we go without direction. I felt exactly the same way. Uh, going back home and I went abroad, I should have a better story than this. Um, so my ego was not allowing me to say some things I wanted to say. And if I would have said that I was feeling like a failure, I know everyone would have told me no. You did, you did so many more things than we ever done. I believe sometimes people wait too long to ask for help and then it, it starts to develop uh, some kind of serious illness or depression. And we don't want that. I mean, if people are really struggling, why they can always go back. Maybe this is not for them to be abroad. It was just an experience and you try, you did your best. Uh, when I was in Turkey, I had... So many big expect that was my problem my expectations were too too big and i was uh, not ready to do what was what i wanted to do and the tools were not given to me and sometimes we cannot control these things so the best is uh, uh, hold on to the people that you know that would give you good advice your parents i know it's hard but they believe me they are there for you i think just being vulnerable is the best thing that people can do when they are in a situation and uh, their their perspective will definitely change after speaking to someone but if sometimes if they don't speak to someone at the right time they can become so psychologically affected that uh, it can be too late and it will take time to reverse that situation 
Thank you for sharing. Asking for help again is something so important. We are at the end of um, this episode. You mentioned just now about your experience of going back to Portugal. I would love if you could share how was that step of, you know, after a few years abroad, packing everything, coming back to you, to your own country, so Portugal, and what advice would you give to someone that is in the same position? Uh, I love my country with all its flaws. I still haven't given up of going back and settling my country. So my my advice is uh, just um, it will always be there for you. And there is no shame in going back. Uh, it's just people need to have a life experience and see more. Of, our home is so small compared to the world out there. I guess it's also important to say that in your case, you moved back in Portugal, but then eventually you moved again abroad. So moving back is not permanent. Still, there are choices that can be made. Thank you, Joanna, for being here with us today. It was very useful. I do hope that you find this episode encouraging. And if you have any question, please contact us. I will share some content in the caption. So thank you. Also, my email will be there if people need to contact me for anything. Um, I will be happy to help and be an inspiration. That's a, the outcome I hope from this episode as well, that people get inspired and don't be afraid to go abroad if that's what they want to do. Thank you. Thank you, Joanna. Bye.